Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Cody take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all their content in between. In this week's episode, Nick and Mike discuss Amazon's new MMO New World and their experience playing its preview. Welcome to the first episode of What's Playing. So, what's New World? Welcome to our first ever episode of What's Playing. Um, we uh, decided to branch out into uh, video games as you know, we're all three um, avid gamers, I would say. Um, but yeah, welcome. What's Playing? Before we get started, uh, though, we have a couple um, announcements for you guys. So yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, we, we started a Facebook page, um, finally, to go along with our Instagram and Twitter. Um, so please make sure you go uh, to facebook.com slash showboyspodcast and uh, like the page. And, and be sure to, you know, uh, leave us some messages, give us, you know, some ideas of shows or movies or, or games that you enjoy that you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, yeah, make sure you share with your friends. Uh, we have a couple other exciting things. Nick, what, what else do we got? Well, officially this week, we have uploaded our first two episodes to YouTube. And every episode we do there going forward will be on our YouTube page as well. Um, this should be much more accessible to everybody. So hopefully that helps kind of just spread the pandemonium of how successful this is going to be. <laughs> YouTube, we're official. Yeah, pretty soon we'll be millionaires. Yeah, and I think that segues uh, quickly into the the next little update there. That's right. Um, we are going to start releasing weekly episodes. Um, so yeah, that'll be exciting. You'll get to hear us ramble on about nonsense every week now, instead of having to wait. Every week and potentially multiple times a week, depending on how... Uh... How fancy we get. Yeah. Um, which brings us to our final little update here. Oop, final update. I'll take it. So final update is we have our first, should be our first, uh, companion series, which will be running for approximately two months through November and December. Um, obviously, it's a companion series, so that gives a little bit of a hint of what it might be following along with so we'll leave that open-ended until the time comes yeah i think uh the the plan there with that uh, little series is to release those episodes alongside our already weekly episodes so um excuse me you'll still get 
the regular showboys episodes where we, you know, ramble on for hours about random film and show topics. Uh, but also on top of that, every week uh, during, you know, those two months, uh, you'll get that second episode that will be, uh, you know, uh, in, in line with uh, a certain series that we might be following along with. So, yeah, look out for that stuff. Um, and as always, uh, you know, we're on Instagram and Twitter, so uh, give us a follow there and, and share with your friends. Everything is at Showboys Podcast, so it should be nice and easy for you to find. Um, with all that being said and out of the way, um, yeah, what's New World? What is New World? <clears throat> well, this was a fun game, I think, overall. Um Amazon Studios. I think it's their first game, correct? I didn't do any due diligence there. It's not? No, they um, actually had released another game a couple months ago. Let me me pull it up real quick because I can't recall the name right off the top of my head. But it is a um, I want to say MOBA-like arena game, Mm. multiplayer. Mm. Um, It was in beta for a bit and then they, they did the full release and it actually <laughs> was met with a lot of backlash and like so much so that they put it back into beta it's in an mm-hmm. open beta now i believe um but yeah let me let me find the name of, of the game it's interesting that they uh okay so if their first one was a moba and then their second one is an mmo um that seems like a a common theme there given the most successful one ever yeah, um, I'm just on Amazon Game Studios uh, wiki page, which, you know, mm-hmm. take that as you will. Uh, it says they've they've had games released from 2010, you know, up to current date. But this this iteration of Amazon Game Studios um, that, that did New World, the game that we were I was just referencing is called Crucible. It came out in on uh, May 20th of this year. And uh, I got it wrong. It's not not really a MOBA. It's a third-person shooter. It's free to play, though. Pew, pew. Yeah. So uh, you, it's it's on Twitch. It's uh, decently popular. Uh, a few streamers that I follow, I've seen them you know, play it from time to time. But I think I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, I've never really tried they it myself. Made it. Yeah. Uh, not much of a shooter fan myself, so I haven't really given it a shot <laughs> or really plan to. But yeah, uh, kind of, you know, not to jump ahead too far, but, you know, with some of the things that the New World is going through, it kind of seems like a theme for for Amazon Game Studios. Yeah, I think uh, I think they have a chance, but they're going to have to be very specific in how they market new world. And like you were saying, like in our discussions that they have to make it clear what the intention of the game is because new world is an MMO open world one at that. Um, And people have these high expectations for MMOs, the, you know, all these games and they all kind of seem to, 
I think they try to bite off too much. So I think it was good that they have tried to focus in on a few key elements. Um, yeah. Even with their, even with their back, you know, their backtracking at times, or at least changing their direction. Yeah. Um, hey, maybe we should uh, let let's give a little history of everything that's gone on with New World mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, just so we might we might be confusing some people. So, so like Nick said, New World is an open world MMO made by Amazon Game Studios, and um, think like if you take like the player created meta game of like Eve online um, and combine that with like the uh, like look and uh, not exactly look and not exactly gameplay, but of like elder scrolls online slash dark souls and like combine them into an MMO. Uh, that's what new world kind of is kind of appears like kind of plays like um but it it was you know slated to release in may of this year um the release date got pushed back to august which then got pushed back to spring of 2021 so um much like crucible uh new world's kind of going through some confusing times uh, i would say mostly on the developers part where like uh, you were just saying you know they they started out with a, a very specific uh intention of it pretty much being like solely pvp based right yeah <clears throat> that was the the in- intent it was supposed to be this massive world very meta driven kind of like the correlation to Eve online where the meta game is very important for everything. Um, yeah. And the but thing solely focused cool, on PVP. Right. Yeah. And the, the cool thing that I love about Eve and even it's like PlayStation three, like counterpart game dust five one four is that the meta game was 100% created by the player base. Like uh, it was just, you know, Guild, well, they're called corporations in those games, but you know, they're versions of guilds, you know, making alliances with other guilds and then starting wars with other guilds, and then like all the stuff that happened in the game and Eve and Dust <clears throat> bled over into their forums. So, like, even outside of the game, like the metagame was happening and being created, and like relationships were being like broken and and people were uh like backstabbing other people and and there was espionage and like it was just one of the most fun gaming experiences i ever had and um when i heard the direction that new world was going in it reminded me a lot of that and i got super excited right and i tried to get into eve never played dust but i did try to get into eve probably five times in my life but i think i was always overwhelmed because i understood how meta that game is and i you know i would have to commit all the time to it yeah which i just never had it's often uh you know referred to as like excel the game (laughs) excel spreadsheet the game 
Yeah, um, the menu, the menu clicking is yeah. insane. Um, but yeah, uh, so basically, you know, New World, you're you're a, a I don't know, explorer. I guess would be maybe the best way to describe your character and introduction into the game. Mm-hmm. But basically, you're like an explorer that you know, is looking for this, uh, you know, certain land or island and you shipwreck on it and there's, you know, other people there or whatever. And there's a lot of mystical and um, magical things on the island and some sort of corruption. And, you know, you basically just are on this land and trying to figure out how to survive uh, amongst all these other players. And, and, uh, you know, the first iteration was really supposed to be like a a big faction based PvP game where you you pick one of three factions and then within those you know NPC factions uh, you can create you know your companies, which is this version or this game's version of a guild, and you're you fight uh, to control territory for your faction, and if your faction I still am not super clear on what exactly the reward and incentive is for actually controlling territory in this game, but you control, you know, these territories, these cities and forts, and you quest to um, basically build up the city or fort, which then unlocks like better crafting stations and things of that nature. Right. And kind of touching on, you know, the theme there, it's very 16, 1700s-ish period is kind of what they're going for. And it plays for the, uh, I think, the whole notion of the Americas as they were to kind of Europe and that time period where people were getting on boats and they're going to this new place, this new world to you know make a name make a life for themselves so i think that's the narrative they kind of place you in at, at the beginning um and that's kind of what i think it was going to be pvp with the pve element i think they always had that constant faction warring concept there um but they also had the kind of like i'm thinking of like you know the horde or uh like onslaught kind of versions of the game where the there's npcs that are like attacking your settlements constantly oh, yeah, so like yeah. that's happening in between um yeah. defending the territory yeah so not only do you have to defend your territory from other players you have you know the the npcs you know sieging your forts and whatnot too as like a pve type event Yeah, and th- so yeah, so it has the metagame of Eve. <clears throat> then you mentioned Dark Souls. That's kind of the combat correlation, right? Yeah, you got you got the third person, you know, over the shoulder, um, action based uh, combat. Hitboxed. Yeah, where you know you have you have the cursor. You have to like physically click to swing your weapon. Um, you have. Uh, a limited set of abilities to use um, as active abilities that you learn skills from your weapon, and then uh, you can dodge. Dodge and roll. Dodge and roll. So that's where the the 
Elder Scrolls Online slash Dark Souls, um, like play gameplay type vibe kind of comes into play. Um, but the the thing is, uh, for some reason, the studio decided to kind of shy away from from that original vision, and I believe that's probably what caused the first delay from May to August. Is is that kind of what happened? I think I, th- <clears throat> I think that change was even longer ago, like even perhaps a 2018-2019 event, um, okay. because they've been they've been reworking. I think that for a while now, and that was kind of I think the first big bust, if you will, with just kind of like the people that were following along who had played the alphas, um, and they kind of made that change in direction. So, and people draw criticism that because when you come out and say, Hey, this is going to be like a PVP oriented game completely. And then all of a sudden they say, well, actually you're going to be able to toggle PVP on and off for your character. So that really changes obviously the open world experience um, that you get with PVP. Cause I was, you know, we experienced that with world of Warcraft when you're on a PVP server versus a PVE or even a blend of it. The experience is just way different. Your priorities are way different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, regardless, uh, you know, the May May release date was not met, and they pushed back to August. And you know, right around you know this time, summertime. I mean, you know, we had been following the game not really from its conception, but um, you know, we kind of have had been loosely following the the idea and and the small updates that were happening and you know right around you know june july you know i started to get really excited uh was you know about to pre-order was getting super pumped i was like yeah august here we go i'm i'm so ready for a new mmo type game um and then and we, we get a preview yeah. <laughs> yeah and then it's like uh we're we're pushing it back again to an <laughs> undecided date in spring 2021 um which probably after playing the preview was a very wise decision i would say yeah i agree i mean I'll, yeah i'll see if they would have released the game when we played it you know three weeks ago that would have been not horrendous it, it was a playable game yeah but it but, was not a sustained mmo yeah, and it's a little concerning considering that was the second slated release date and with what we got in the preview like that that kind of scares me like this is what we have at this point and this is already the second time the game was supposed to be released and this is all you have. But Chopping you know, Trees is so good in that game. Dude, we will totally get there. Cause I have, I know that this beginning part, you know, is kind of, kind of seems like a downer, but like, I loved what I played in the preview, uh, and we'll totally get to all the positives. I have a lot of positives. Um, but while I was playing the preview, I couldn't help but, you know, think like, sheesh, man, that this should, the game should be out right now, and this is like, not like close i think you know um a lot of the 
not a lot. Uh, all of the quests were the exact same. Go run, loot, you know, X number of chests to pick up X number of items and, you know, kill like 10 of whatever mob. Then you go turn in and then you get the same exact quest just in a different area. Yeah, because I watched a like a, a a blogger vlog, whatever you want to call it, that the developers released, or you know, it's Q and A with a uh, Asmongold. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Where you know they were, you know, they they saw the feedback and criticism of you know all the quests. There's always one in every area, or you know, most of them or majority are go get these box crate things in these areas. And it's the same exact thing. And it was concerning to me that they were like, we see this criticism. We're going to work to make that better. It was like, no, I mean, that should be something you should understand from the (laughs) get go. Yeah. Like you should not, you should not need that. And then the other thing on top of that, that concerned me, if you add it to this is that in chat, I would see people talking about, or yeah, I even think Asmongold said this, but they were like, we pointed this out last time there was a alpha player or whatever. People had pointed these things Uh-oh. out then and they Uh-oh. still were not fixed. So I was like, oh, that's not good. Now, you know, there's there's two ways that this can go, right? You could sit there and think, well, it's just a preview. Maybe this, you know. Uh, I think in in the video you're referring to with the the guy from the studio talking with Asmongold and some other uh, you know streamer, mm-hmm. um, he said this was like um, a months old version. So you know, we can go with like maybe they they scaled back the preview because they're still working in fixing systems and uh, things of that nature. So maybe like not all the quests types were added they just added this you know this version because it's just a preview um but on the other hand this is the the second time the game was supposed to be released so you would think it would be more complete and have more stuff even even though it's a preview like there should like logically i feel like there should be more because you know we keep adding development time to the game with pushing back all these release dates. Do you think there would just be more there because it's been being developed longer? Yeah. And and two points to that kind of realm of thought is one, they, the point of a preview is to get um, community feedback. So you would think you would try to put as much stuff into that preview good or bad like even if the system's like partially kind of broke but it like kind of works just put it in there at least get a feel for like do they like it just for you know is it a good idea and it's just broken or is it a bad idea and it's also broken kind of thing yeah Um, the second point is with that do they make a conscious decision to limit you know what content they push in there because i looked i was looking around the map where you have all your territories and obviously when a faction controls a territory, the town there starts off at like a, you know, a village or a hamlet, whatever they want to call it. And then you rank up the towns and they get bigger and better to the point where they're like cities. Um, but what I noticed when looking at the map after a week of people playing the game and, you know, people were going 
very hard on this game. Like there was decently leveled up people that were doing a fair amount of content, but everything was still, I think a Hamlet or whatever, which is a pretty low. Are you, sh- are you sure you're not thinking about ashes of creation? No, I mean, these do, you know, just like that, these towns do upgrade. Oh, okay. Yeah, ashes of creation has, has the one where, as one upgrades nearby territories can't upgrade as much. Yeah. Oh, this man. one, they we all have to do. Exist. Yeah. We, we have to do like a whole other episode on ashes of creation. Cause that one. Whew. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like this expands, <laughs> like the plots you can build on the level of things, but I just hmm. noticed they all said Hamlet when no, I didn't I pay know- attention to that, but that's interesting. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, I really feel like if they could go higher, people would have at least, you know, got to whatever the next town size was. Right. Yeah. There's so, like, there's so like, did they, did they cap it or did they just don't have it done yet? Right. I think that's the big question that they'll never admit to. Right. And there's like two, again, I don't want to keep <laughs> saying every, <laughs> every point of mine. There's two ways this could go, but there's, there's two sides to the coin, right? You can, you know, make everything available and, they said also in that Asmongold video that, you know, experience gain was boosted way up because they wanted people to hit the level cap and, you know, play through the quote unquote mm. end game or whatever. So um, with that, with, know, with knowing that, and then let's say they every system and, and available content was available in the preview, you risk the players who like, no life the game in one week because okay just to be clear the game has already been in alphas i think plural uh, I don't at least two there, there has not been a beta yet and then this preview was just they they selected you know you know so many people off of the registration to be able to play the game for i think was it one week or was it like five days it was it was some small select amount of time and then uh, at the end, everything gets wiped, and then nothing, you know, until either they do another preview or the beta opens or whatever. Um, so, anyways, back to my point. You run the risk of people no lifing this game, and you know, putting you know two hundred hours in a week into the game and playing through all of your content, like before the game's even released. Uh, so then what do they do when the game is released? They're going to be, you know, I mean, I know it gets wiped and you start over, but they've experienced everything that there is to offer. But then you run the risk of, that looks bad too. Yeah. Of the other side where you, you know, only makes certain things available and you're not really clear on, on that. So the player base is like, like me, like this is it. This is all you got. And, you know, then you also run the risk of like not being able to appropriately, uh, you know, test for bugs or like get player feedback on whether, you know, these systems that you might be hiding are good or not, you know? So I don't know. Um, But with, unless you have any other things you wanted to talk about before we uh, dig in you know, dig into our actual experience playing the game. Mm, No, I think we can dive into that. Okay, sweet. 
So we got to play. Oh, hit my mic. Sorry about that. Um, so we got to play the game for a week ish. Um, I think it came out to be seven days total. You were, you were yeah. allowed to play. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, my my Prime account is linked to my wife's email, so I didn't actually see the invite to the preview until like two days into the preview. That explains it. Rip. Uh, yeah, and yeah, also, I was like, I got my invite. Where's yours? Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, I don't know. And then I was like, <laughs> two days later, I was like, oh yeah, I got to check my wife's email. Uh, um, but yeah, so on top of that, um, it was also the week leading up to my vacation so um you know busy around the house you know trying to get ready for our trip to the beach but the the small amount of time uh, by small i mean i probably played like you know two or three hours a night for you know four or five days um man i had so much fun it was it was very refreshing uh coming off of you know um what you would call world of warcraft i don't even know like it's so garbage these days anyways um but like i guess yeah my gaming history i you know grew up uh, my first inner uh interaction with mmos was with uh, world of warcraft burning crusade well i guess i played on a private a free private server of just vanilla wow before burning crusade came out you know uh, that my friend ran uh, but then I ended up buying Burning Crusade and then played, you know, through, you know, halfway through Cataclysm and then stopped and then would dabble off and on. Um, I think kind of like you did, Nick, every couple of years, try an expansion, realize that, you know, <laughs> Blizzard is running wow straight into the ground, stop, come back like an expansion or two later, play for like a month or two realize that nothing else happened and it's just you know even further into the ground and uh yeah so hearing about this game got me really excited about mmos again and uh, i think there's a lot of potential here i don't know what what are your thoughts no i definitely think the potential is there because world of warcraft obviously you know i think that's probably my favorite mmo never ranked them or thought about it but yeah it has to be um for as much I mean, as what? i played it back in the day but the the reason emma or like world of warcraft just kind of reigns in its position is that it feels good it's fun and everything just kind of clicks this captured some of that for me in that the movement was good the world looked good um the combat was fun, even though I think it was, you know, probably not as developed as it could have been. Um, but generally, just like the flow and the interaction with the world felt right. Nothing felt clunky outside of like bugs and stuff. But I think the overall vibe of the mechanics were there for me. Yeah, it is absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. Like the the environment the team whoever built the actual world that you play in like deserves all the money the the environments are stunning like all the money yeah um and i i do like how um 
you know, obviously it's it's a different type of MMO than WoW. Uh, I mean, WoW is open world, but it, it very much it plays on rails, right? You know, you have you know your quest lines that take you to specific areas as you level up, which you know this game probably does. I didn't I didn't hit the level cap, so um, I'm sure that as you continue to level, you're kind of led into certain areas, but you know, you you know do this dungeon and then you do this raid and then once you do that raid, you're able to do this raid and blah blah blah. I, what I like and what's so appealing about New World is it it very much has that that Eve Online Dust Five One Four type gameplay where it's kind of truly sandbox and it's just kind of what the player base makes of it, you know. Yeah, I think it has the potential to be that where it is very player driven. Just like, you know, like you pointed out, there's a lack of NPCs necessarily. Like you just have enough NPCs to make the world function. And then everything else is just like people. Yeah, Um, like they don't even have NPC vendors. Like you can't you can't sell anything to an NPC. You either. Uh, post it up on the trade post, which is you know their version of an auction house, or you like salvage you know the equipment or whatever, break it down into some raw materials, like I, or you just drop it on the ground. Which another con so far is there's no player trading, which kind of is mind blowing. But um, I don't think I picked up on those two things. You can't sell items to NPCs, and there's no pe- person trading. Yep, no, there's uh, zero NPC vendors. So, and the, another thing that's kind of neat about their their version of an auction house, which I think Elder Scrolls Online does this, is um, mm-hmm. I think the auction. <coughs> excuse me, holy crap! Um, just decided to try to swallow while I was in the middle of saying a word. Um, I'm struggling over here. Struggle um, bus. Yeah, bro. Um, but. No, the the auction house is not completely global. So that means that when you're in town A and you put something in that auction house, only people in town A will be able to see it and buy it. So Yes, yeah, that's Elder Scrolls and a few other games I've played are like that. It's a cool concept. Yeah, it's kinda it's kinda neat. Kinda has its drawbacks, but kind of adds to like the realism and immersion or like if you're going to a little town in the 1600s you know you're not gonna be able to amazon prime you know whatever you want to you in two days you're gonna have to you're kind of at the mercy of the town you're in it's kind of cool yeah and that's like that game i told you about um void century online that i played uh 15 years ago now um that, that makes one. you sound so old I know, but I just played. I just played games at a young age, I guess. Um, but you know, you would go port to port in your boat, but you would like show up on the docks, and there would be people posted up with their little stalls, AFK, like that. You log out at your stall, mm-hmm. you set it up, and you log out, and then that's where your character physically is in the world. Um, and people could just show up and buy stuff from you, um, and that's kind of how people traded, and people got money for the most part and got stuff moved around and it was kind of cool because i mean you would go to 
different places, find different stuff. Different parts of the world would have different stuff because obviously people are selling one item because it's common in that region versus somewhere else. It'd be hard to get. So you had to go places to get stuff, even if you're buying it. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's a cool concept. Um, but that kind of like leads into the the next thing that I really liked um, was like the crafting and gathering and like profession, you know, aspect of the game. Um, the the thing that I really liked is almost everything is harvestable. If that makes sense, if that's even a word, but like. You're gathering professions, you know, you start out by like literally gathering wood from bushes or like small trees or like mining a literal boulder for stones <laughs> or like you just see like little rocks on the ground and it turns out that they're flint and you need that to like build your tools or um, for like the the herbalism type gathering thing, you're... Um, like picking uh hemp or just like fibers they call them i don't remember the exact like uh node in the game but it's it it doesn't uh like a game like wow where you know your your nodes of gatherables are very very noticeable and like glow and shimmer and and stuff so they pop out so you see them um like they do a very good job of keeping things kind of obscure in the environment though when you like mouse over things like your screen is lit up with like pick this up pick this up you know harvest this chop this um but i like how you know you look at a rock and you're like oh i could probably mine that and then you go up to it and you're like oh i can mine this that's really cool <laughs> or yeah. like and wow you you might see like something that you might think you can mine and then you go up to it and it's like, Oh, I can't, I can't pick that flower. That looks like a, a thing that I can make potions with, but I can't pick it in new world. You probably can. And like any animal that you, you know, kill, you can skin, you know, I just, I don't know. It was the, the gathering is really cool. Uh, the sound effects when you're gathering stuff, <laughs> like the chopping of the trees, and the mining of the ore, like those two sounds, so cool. And the fact that like when you chop a tree down, it literally falls down and then like isn't there for, you know, however long the spawn time is for the next tree to grow. Yeah, everything's fixed. Everything's fixed spawn nodes, um, which is nice, but it is a little bit more um, dynamic. The way it works like visually dynamic but like like i chop a tree it's down until it's spawned again like you can't come and chop the same tree yeah mining nodes so you're just like running around and you just (laughs) will like randomly just see trees falling over (laughs) it's like really cool yeah that was fun and like like you're saying when you're mining a node like after you mine it it's just like a pile of rubble and like when i go up to it it's just a pile of rubble. I can't, uh, you know, mine the node that you just mined. So I, I kind of like that aspect of it. And when you get into the crafting, like to make the tools to be able to harvest your materials, like 
they take materials from like almost every gathering profession. And then as you continue to, you know, make arrows or bullets for your rifle or your, your bow, or you're trying to make some armor or, you know, what have you, you almost will need like guaranteed need a material from an, uh, a gathering profession that you kind of think wouldn't really be related, which is kind of cool and adds a little, again, realism and immersion into the game where like, yeah, this sword probably has some type of grip on the, the handle, which is probably made of leather or cloth. So like, yeah, I guess I need some leather or cloth, you know? Yeah. And what you're saying about the gathering as far as, especially with the plants, how, you know, everything can be kind of gathered. Um, it did do kind of remind me of the Witcher, um, Witcher three, how gathering works there. There's just plants just everywhere. And if you're walking through or on a plant, you can just hit E and gather it. So that definitely reminded me of that, which is cool. Cause if you like gathering, you're just kind of running around and just, just, just <laughs> gathering all of it. And you're like, I don't even know what I'm getting, but I'm going to do something with it. Yeah. And you know, from playing wow with me, <laughs> you'll be like, <laughs> like a hundred yards away, like halfway through the quest and you're like, where's Mike? And you turn around, I'm like picking flowers or whatever. So like <laughs> new world was like heaven to me. Well, I was the worst one because you would one gather or you'd be like double gathering and then kind of trying to follow off the quests, reading them and stuff. Meanwhile, I'm, you know, I got quest tracker on, I'm skipping all that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like blowing through it. You're like, like the Cody of, uh, of wow speed run yeah he speed run shows and i just kind of just crank through content yeah. on those games i don't know why i think there's something about that is appealing more appealing to me I th- but that's wow's fault for letting me be that way no there, there's someone like, else on that it's like relaxing and you find uh like some type of zen type state just with the repetition of speeding through the quests and wow. And just like, Oh, gotta go do this. Gotta go do that. I have. It's, it's a fulfillment of a hundred percenting an area. Exactly. Yep. But like, I think, uh, I want to say, I don't remember again, if this is new world or ashes of creation, cause I've kind of been following both recently. So I could be confusing the two one of the games is not going to allow add-ons, which is, in my opinion, pretty awesome. Because, like you are just talking about with WoW and like, Quest Tracker, which uh, they ended up just making a feature in the game anyways. Um, like, you, you kind of remove a, a layer of immersion. Not that, like, in New World, I wasn't, like, reading every quest, but you kind of had to, like skim it at least to be like oh that's what i gotta do okay instead of just being like oh let's look on the mini map where's the yellow circle i guess i'll go there and just start killing stuff and see if i complete this quest damn right which also there's no mini map so there's that yeah i think it i think it is new world that won't have any add-ons but i could see ash is doing the same thing yeah um i'm kind of sad that uh, I didn't get a chance to really, you know, try out any of the PvP stuff or like the the sieges and wars and stuff. I, I missed out on that. 
but um yeah i just i don't know i think there's a lot of potential here yeah i agree like i said it the biggest notch it clicked was it didn't feel wrong playing it yeah everything yeah. It, it, it clicked for me um the body blocking that's something i wanted to mention is that at first was confusing because i was like is this a bug like what the hell is going on i've never played an mmo that body blocked um to the extent that this does i i i've played obviously like character blocking where you can't just kind of walk through people but mm-hmm. when you couldn't like cast a spell uh, or, yeah. or whatever and it would just yeah. hit the back of your head and be like <laughs> i yeah. have to strafe <laughs> to get line of sight yeah. okay that's kind of cool and there's a fence in my way and you're being in a asshole position and i gotta like (laughs) yeah i I could see that being really i mean that's a that's a huge like factor in pvp you know everyone can't just stand there and just blast something or somebody everyone's got to kind of strategically hold you know be in their position yeah it adds another layer of that immersion and realism and kind of where WoW, you know, games like WoW too, where they kind of do other mechanics to force people into certain positions, right? To avoid AOE or whatever it might be. I mean, this game automatically forces people just to take a different position because of that alone. Not even yeah. like what's happening, you know, enemy-wise, just for the fact that, oh, there's four melee on that on that target, I have no shot unless you can kind of like just rain down fire from above. Yeah. True. Big true. Uh, I did hear in, you know, several videos though, that like the open world PVP was pretty lacking because like you could literally just run away. Yeah. Someone was saying that you're fast enough for whatever reason, where if someone attacks you, you just run away. Problem solved. Like, and like, if they catch up to you, like the animation of their melee swing or whatever, like they can still just run away before you hit them. <laughs> so uh, I kind of yeah. figure out a way to like, I mean, obviously you want to be able to run away, like if you have to or like want to, but there should also be a way to where your attacker or whoever you're fleeing from can like, stop you or still be able to attack you and you know i mean they, they got to find a happy medium there i think and that might be a, a side effect of that might just be a logistical challenge of the whole hitbox situation yeah um and just that was, and and the speed thing because there's even those times where it felt like i was faster than you for well, whatever that, reason that's a a thing because like <clears throat> i think depending on the gear that you're wearing and like how much you have in your bag like how encumbered you are mm-hmm. uh will affect your your movement speed i believe i'm not 100 percent certain but i i feel like that's a thing right yeah so they might be just taking that a little too i mean it's realistic i guess because obviously if someone's attacking in real life and you're faster than them, you're good Uh, (laughs) right but they have like a whole line of pvp quests and like it kind of basically turns the pvp quests into pve quests 
you know? Yeah. Cause <laughs> no one's participating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there was another cool aspect that I wanted to chat about. Um, and that is being the weapons system and how uh, new world is a classless game and you can wear, you know, whatever armor types you want. Um, kind of reminiscent of an Albion online. If you've ever heard of that game where basically whatever you equip will determine your ability set. So uh, I believe they, the uh, amount of different weapon types was pretty lacking in this. You had what a hatchet, um, sword and shield, um, bow, rifle, uh, like a, a fire staff and a healing staff, and then like a two handed hammer, right? So did i miss anything there i think i think i covered it all and that's only seven different weapon types yeah i didn't i didn't stray far from just kind of um the sword and shield i didn't even get really into the hatchet so like bow sword and shield i was upset you couldn't do hatchet and shield oh um, yeah instead of, was, yeah that would that hatchets would for cool. some reason like stuck in this hybrid melee you can throw it kind of situation mm-hmm I don't know why you need two hands to throw a one-handed hatchet. I mean, I think you can dual wield them. Yeah. Still, I mean. Yeah, you should be able to equip a hatchet and a shield. But I get what you're saying. But then it that kind of, I, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be able to because with the skill, your abilities being tied to what weapon you use, I guess that would kind of be a, a development nightmare. You know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are stuck in just a complete development nightmare, though. Yeah, true. But um, the thing that I like, though, is that kind of unlocks. I mean, at this point, it's not endless because there's only seven weapon types, but it unlocks a a greater, you know, gateway of content to like progress towards you know on top of all of your profession stuff and your you know obvious things like level and faction standing uh you can level up you know any weapon that you use and as you level it up you know each weapon has three three skill trees i think is that correct two two okay um two regardless you have you have skill trees with each weapon, and as you level them up, you either unlock uh, new active abilities that you can put on your hotbar, which I think you only had three or four four moves? Three. 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 Um, is it? Yeah, three. I'll go with that. Um, you could you know, carry two different weapon types. And then I think, I don't remember what level it unlocks, but eventually as you level up, you're able to be able to switch between three different weapons. So, you know, you could have your sword and shield equipped and then, you know, switch your weapon to your hatchet and then your ability bar changes to your hatchet. Right. And then you can switch to whatever the third, you know, maybe you have a healing staff and then your ability switch there. Um, I did like like, healing staff. That was, that was well applied. 
Yeah, the healing staff and the hatchet apparently were super OP. Um, but you know, you you're able to unlock you know a couple, you know, several different active abilities per tree, and then also mixed in there are you know passive abilities that you know lower cooldowns or give you a little bit more damage or you know whatever you know you might think of in in those terms, but um that also is another aspect that kind of reminded me of even dust uh that's how their progression system was you picked like a an armor type and then in that armor type you're able to use you know a certain set of different weapon types and then you were able to level up those different weapon types to unlock better versions of the weapon which would be equivalent to you know unlocking your different abilities in this game uh but it just kind of allows you to change your play style as you go and maybe you lose interest in something you're like oh well i guess i'll try out hatchets now and then eventually you know at the at at the cap you're able to use three different weapons so you know hopefully you kind of had a variation in your leveling so you have some different abilities to use but uh, what do you think about the classless uh system with you know your weapons determining your abilities and stuff i i love that style um just because you can kind of pick up anything and then like situation different situations you can do different things um because obviously where games where you pick a class you're kind of forced to learn that class and apply it to every situation but that this doesn't always work and I and I think that is because I was primarily a warrior in World Warcraft, and um, they're not excellent in every situation, and it's like really hard to play some parts of the game as a warrior unless you're like really good, um, which was a great thing to overcome and learn. But I think for convenience, it's nice to have that flexibility to say, oh, you know, I'm really good at the sword and shield, but I also toy with the the healing staff and um, the hatchet. Yeah, well, it's just nice because like I I enjoy healing in games and leveling as like a priest or something and wow like sucks. Well, it depends on what kind of priest you're leveling, but if you're going holy, it is atrocious and not fun. But you know when you're doing your dungeons or raids or whatever. I mean, I guess you're not raiding while you're leveling, but you you know what I'm saying. Like when you're in that group, you know, type content, it's a blast. You know, just being able to heal. Um, but at least in New World, like you know, you can you can do both. You can you know run around with your two-handed hammer, war hammer, smashing things, and then like uh, swap over to your heal staff whenever someone joins your group if you want. You know, right. And you don't have to like have. I, I think another cool thing is it kind of eliminates the needs for alt characters, right? Because you can just do everything on your main character. Yeah, the focus on one character is fun, um, and it kind of fixes. I think it has to do with kind of like the this complete style of the game. If games like ESO and New World, just the 
the flexibility that the games just offer in the open world too, and just like how everything flows together. More so New World than ESO, but um, being able to switch between whatever the situation might be because the game is trying to be fluid mm-hmm. through all of its you know different components, whether it's PvP to PvE to gathering. Whereas World of Warcraft, like you said earlier, is more linear, as in you go into a dungeon or you go into a, uh, a raid. A PvP event is more structured, so you know those fixed classes work there and and, you know the game's designed that way um but i i've always just been a fan of just kind of do whatever you want you know skyrim is a really good example you know put so many hours into that game your character could basically be good at everything yeah and you're some kind of you know mashed up hunter warrior paladin thing of dark, <laughs> you know, with you know, Daedric armor on, right? Yeah, it's it definitely it give it gives it more variety and play, and you just have more. It's never a bad thing to have more options, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, on top of that, I guess one of the last things I have is as far as one of the things that I really you know enjoy and look forward to is. Um, crafting in this game is on par or even slightly better than uh, like gear drops, which is so cool. Like I'm so sick of how useless professions, you know, become in these MMO games where it's like, why do you even have this feature if it like has serves no purpose? You know, yeah, it's it's the idea of you can pour, yeah. If you want to go out and get like gear drops, whatever that function is, right? That's gonna take a bunch of time. But if you can pour like the same amount of time into like a profession, and then get the same quality or even maybe better, I think that's more rewarding. Um, because the trade off there is, you know, you're gathering you're in town a lot. You're not really fighting necessarily and like playing those mechanics of the game. So the trade-off is, you know, you put in that work, you get a really, you know, badass gear or weapons that you can make. Yeah. And it just opens up a whole avenue of, uh, you know, different player types and play style types and MMOs to actually be relevant and feel like, um, I don't know, maybe someone really sucks at PvP and really hates, you know, PvP-type gameplay. Um, but they like playing New World, even though New World is very heavy on PvP. Um, for them to feel relevant, they can, you know, if they enjoy, you know, crafting and gathering, they can, like, be their company's you know, gear provider and actually provide them with really good and useful gear. And like those players who shy away from, from the PVP gameplay are still important to have and play with and like befriend and have around because they, they can still, they, they still improve the gameplay for everyone, you know? 
Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Once I realized when, you know, there was just nonstop um, gathering quests coming off those boards. Mm-hmm. Um, because what, what, what I realized was, okay, I could, if you like doing that, you can do that till, you know, you can know life at all week and that's all you did. But if at some point, like that meant you either upgraded the settlement to a certain point or in an area that it's an enemy territory by doing all that work, you have now made it eligible for um, the siege battle for your faction to take control of it. So you, for players that like to do that and find that rewarding for whatever the reason is, um, I I know we do, you know, maybe I don't want to get on and do PVP. I don't want to get on and do quests or anything very driven. I just want to chop trees. So if I can chop all the trees, turn that in, and I made the the needle move on the invasion of the next territory. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're still uh, progressing the the meta game for right. everyone, not just yourself. Because uh, not only like you're just saying, can you do that in like en- enemy faction territories to you know make the the territory vulnerable to be attacked and start war on it. Um, you can do it in your your friendly zones to level up the settlements like you're talking about, which in turn gives you higher tiered crafting tables, which allows you to be able to craft better gear. So like, I don't know. It's just, it's a really cool system and I'm kind of excited to see how it plays out. Um, but also with that, I kind of feel like Maybe it, I don't know. I guess want to. I guess maybe now we can kind of like uh, transition into um, kind of like things that maybe we want to see from the game. You know, you know, in the near mm-hmm. future by release, or maybe you know, just whatever at some point in time. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I didn't get a chance to dabble in the wars and the sieges and stuff or hit the level cap but um i don't think there is a system like this in play yet i don't know if there is one in plans yet i could be totally wrong so if i am someone correct me um but i would like to see a little more incentive to controlling territories other than just being able to like get higher tiered crafting tables like Maybe, I mean, you can't do a thing like WoW did with Wintergrasp where the the territory is completely closed off to the opposing factions um, because, you know, they need to be able to do the quest to make it vulnerable for attack. But <clears throat> if they did something like how Wintergrasp had the raid in the, the territory for the, the faction that controlled it, or the vendors. I know there's no vendors in this game, but like um, maybe make it to where I don't even know how you do this, but like maybe if the the marauders control this area, they're somehow able to extract uh, some different like, higher like level it. special material for crafting. Right. Something yeah. like that to where like there's more incentive that there's something i mean of course higher level crafting stuff is is really good 
but like something really special to like really incentivize people to take over territories and then defend them. You know, I don't, I, I think, don't, I think um, what they could, I think what they could introduce there on top of, you know, just, you know, endlessly better materials, better stuff is maybe, you know, if you're like the dominant faction and you have some really big towns leveled up and everything like that, you're going to have a greater PVE opposition. So maybe those invasions get super intense on the PVE level. Mm, and yeah. there's some sort of kickback on that. Um, but obviously better rewards from it. So say you own a bunch of territory, you're obviously a huge threat or opponent to that PVE. Mm-hmm. And they start sending just like the gnarly bosses after <laughs> you and yeah. you're getting that really good loot. So that would be one driving factor of saying, you know, we want, I don't want to just say they should do the whole wow thing where, um, um, an item can, what was that reforging or whatever they did where basically it's just the same stuff, just like better stats. Uh, no, it's something like that Titan forging thing. Yeah. Whatever they uh, did there. I just, puked a little on my mouth yeah not necessarily do that but just something that that allows that to scale up and i don't know what the cap is there because there has to be something to balance it because my fear would be what happens in the uh, the event that someone controls every single territory yeah but i think you're gonna i mean balance wise i don't know i mean they the way they have it now is probably the best way to avoid what you're talking about but even so you're still going to have a dominant faction or, you know, you know what I mean? Cause like even in our playtime, we, we joined, I believe it was the Marauders and they were green colored and you'd open the map and like 90% of it was purple. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Covenant was yellow. Purple was the syndicate, I believe. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, the, I would, I would just like to see, some kind of greater incentive and also um so like again uh, another comparison i see with eve and dust well i should say dust because i didn't really play eve i played dust um but in in dust 514 um you had I, i believe there are three or four npc factions that you would pick when you created your character that were almost like races or whatever um, and then you create your character and then you could join, um, corporations, you know, with anyone, doesn't matter what your faction is, you can join guilds with anyone, but the territory control in dust was all guild controlled and not faction controlled. So, mm-hmm. um, what that opened up, uh, metagame wise was there were corporations that were very, very small but very, very rich. Um, so they would, uh, for whatever reason, well, I, I know why, because when you controlled territory and dust, uh, every day that you controlled it, you got paid, depending on um, like how, how many uh, mm-hmm. clones right. you had on the planet you're controlling or whatever, you would get paid a certain amount. So when you got something, you really wanted to hold on to it because your guild got paid and then from there, the guilds could pay their players with their in-game money or whatever. Uh, so you'd have 
you know, corporations that just like to PVP. So they would try to take, you know, territories and hold territories or whatever. But then you'd have like uh, guilds that only they didn't want to control stuff. They were, they were basically like mercenary guilds and other guilds either that weren't that skilled or had too many, you know, districts to defend or whatever, or wanted to just launch an all out like attack on a certain guild or alliance or whatever. They would hire these mercenary guilds to just go and fight their, their, you know, 30 minute matches or hour long matches, whatever, however long it took to take these planets. They would just hire these mercenary guilds, pay them a bunch of money. They would take them and then transfer them to the, the guild that paid them the money. So like, You'd have these like really gnarly, really skilled players in these mercenary guilds just go and just like decimate these battles and take over these planets and then just sell them to people. You know, it was like it was super cool. Like it, there was just so many different gameplay options, and I say all that to say like may like I think it would be kind of cool to take a similar approach here in New World where instead of faction based territory control um you you know you still have the factions for lore purposes or whatever and people can still join whatever faction they want but maybe the territory control is guild specific instead of faction specific well i think what the i kind of i think the point there is and this is what eve did so well and just allowed people to do it is really bring that human factor the unpredictability and just the dynamics of just human nature. Just the fact that an entire corporation could in theory be the biggest one in that game, but it can get infiltrated and have traders on the inside and they would just dissolve it. You know what I mean? Sell it, whatever it might be. Yeah. That's those stories where people, you know, they would meet physically in locations and like plot against the game (laughs) you can you can find like you can google articles of like yeah of corporation espionage and like uh they would they have some kind of like conversion formula to where they can like they they always make these things where like oh such and such hundred thousand dollar ship in eve online was destroyed in this one battle you know, comparatively mm-hmm. with how much it costs and in, in game and blah blah blah, somehow figure out how much like actual money it would cost. Um, right. But like, yeah, that was one of the like main, um, like, alluring things about that whole world of even dust is is that espionage where like you could, you know, send spies into other corporations for you, and they would like slowly work their way up the 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 corporation ladder to where they're like in a position of, you know, officer, maybe eventually they like somehow get like their guild leaders were called CEOs actually. Cause you know, corporation, mm-hmm. but no, they would you know become CEO of a corporation or whatever and like disband it <laughs> or like take all of the money from the, the corp and just leave. Like it just added that layer of, of metagame that like, the developers didn't have to worry about because it was all just player driven and created, which was so fun. Yeah. So I think if a new world, you know what they could do and what they probably need to do to alleviate any sort of weird, you know, undersight in those mechanics is to br- branch away from the three factions and somehow add that, you know, human element to the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, for now, sure. I, I, I could, I mean, I could see this, and this would be cool too. Is if, in the case that, I mean, I don't know what they have figured out what happens, but if the, you know, one of those invasions just like wipes you out, do you just lose the territory? I think that would be important. So obviously, yeah. if you just got so big, eventually the invasion is just so hard, it's going to wipe you out. So yeah. it's almost that inevitableness of we're going to get our shit kicked in at some point. <laughs> right. And I think that was kind of one of the balancing factors in Dust and Eve is um, like to, well, it didn't really completely stop it because I remember at one point, like one corporation or one alliance owned like 90% of the controllable territory. But like the idea is like, at some point a guild is going to get like, they're going to acquire too much territory to defend based on how many people they have, you know? Mm-hmm. So like the thought there is like a, a guild, a single guild couldn't control the entire area because it would be impossible for them to defend everything because they just, there's not enough people. Right. So they're going to lose something, but um, I, I don't know how you would balance that even faction wise as opposed to guild specific in new world um but i mean at this point controlling the territories isn't like a game breaking you know thing if like all the territories are controlled by one because it's not like as a member of a different faction you're locked out of that territory you can still go in to the town you can still quest in the area and everything you do is progressing an eventual you know war for that territory so that said i think something they should add then is the ability i wouldn't say just do it on a whim but there's some sort of mechanic that lets you switch factions Mm, yeah because you don't want to just show up to a server and it's uh you know 98 percent the syndicate um it would be cool somehow there was some reason something that caused people to be like i actually don't want to be part of this faction i want to build up this other faction so they can at least try to take some territory yeah yeah for sure um i mean other than that uh as far as things i would love to like really see in new world um i mean that's like the big thing right now at this point but you know some variety in questing would be cool. Maybe uh, I I don't know if they have instance content. I think everything like I th- I think there's some semblance of like world bosses, though I don't think they're anything too crazy. Yeah, but, I'd, um, I'm not some I'm not type aware of, of instance dungeon or group material would be cool. Yeah, uh, do you have anything? that you know jumps out that you would love to see in this game i don't i mean i think unfortunately there's enough not done or you didn't see enough to be wanting anything more than just a more polished more filled up version of what they have so i really liked everything that was there and you know i was pretty satisfied with the mechanics and features that they presented, it was just all of it was lacking. Obviously more quests, like you said, the, I want I wanted to see more of how the towns get built up. Um, so I think they have a lot there covered. I think they're the weak points are just the lacking of 
depth of all that stuff or quantity and mm-hmm. then the the build up and um cycle of end game yeah so um it would be cool to see i mean this is this is probably it would be cool to see um, cuz they have those fortresses and that's where the battles take place um for you you know defending a territory or attacking territory in pvp I'm not sure if that's where the PVE stuff takes place, but it would be cool to see a PVP PVE defense attack situation where there's a, there's a siege going on and someone's trying to take over territory. You're defending it. And the PVP invasion (laughs) thing just starts or the PVE invasion starts. And then Uh, that would be nuts. I don't know if that just like wrecks just the attackers up. it also wrecks yeah it's just and it's it's almost like you're flipping a coin at that point however you come out on top in that battle yeah that would feel pretty bad though honestly if you're like attacking and then you just rng randomly get the <laughs> the same time corruption invasion and you're just like well this sucks <laughs> i mean think i mean as a defender you gotta account for that and as an attacker i mean you gotta account for that maybe there's a back line that's like okay we'll, we'll be on watch yeah that would be that would be interesting for sure um yeah i don't know if uh oh man i feel like i was i had something right there right at the tip tip one important one important one important thing to note though is that and correct me if i'm wrong i'm pretty sure it's like 40 dollars. buy it and you're in it no subscription and then there there might be like a premium reason to pay but i'm pretty sure you just buy it and then you play yeah i believe you're right i know it's 40 dollars for sure and then there's like a deluxe edition that's 50 or 60 or something but as far as I know, I don't think there's any subscription. And I would I would not be surprised if there was a subscription that it would just be covered in your Prime, you know, if you have Amazon Prime because mm. it's an Amazon game. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't think that there is a subscription. But I could again could be wrong. Maybe I should Google it real quick. Um New world sub, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's a promising game and it has cool features and tries to bring something new. But like I said before, they just have to keep focus on what that is they want to do. Yeah, I think there's uh, the foundation is there, really. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a lot of really cool ideas and systems to build off of. Um, it's just you know, can they stay focused on what their what their vision is while also um, being mindful of you know the feedback that they're getting? You know, um, I, I say that because like you'd hate to see um, a situation like you know. <laughs> Any of the DC movies, not to go back to movies while we're talking about video games, but like it all applies. The WB being spineless and changing everything at any complaint that any you know fan might have, you know whether it's founded on actual reason or completely illogical. Um, B 
being able to like take your feedback and be like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but it's this way intentionally for a reason because we're trying to accomplish this as opposed to like, oh, I see what you're saying. That's actually bad. We should fix that. But it's still like is in line with our vision. You know what I'm saying? What I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. And I, th- I think you made that point differently before um, offline as far as, you know, there were people complaining about things, but it, it was because they were thinking it was World of Warcraft or something else. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, you have to have that mindset when you go into anything, not just like right. a video game or a movie or a show. But like, you have to look at what it's trying to be and then you can't compare it to something that's something completely different, you know, Yeah, like something that is just not. Yeah. I would say if you, if you ever, you know, want to try new world whenever it comes out or, you know, you get into the beta or whatever, like do not expect a world of Warcraft because you will be severely disappointed. It is not that type of game. Yeah. It's a ESO, um, dark souls, Sprinkle Witcher Eve Dust, <laughs> not yeah. World of Warcraft. Yeah, but even then, like if you go in expecting ESO, you're probably going to be disappointed and think the game sucks because it's not even really like that, even, you know? Well, so, like, well, what were you going to say there? I was going to say the problem with ESO is I go into it think I'm going to play Skyrim, but online. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. So, yeah. Uh, uh, after all this, you know, at the end of the day, the TLDR for me is I enjoyed it and I'm really excited for it to come out, uh, especially after playing the preview. Um, yeah, I just hope that it doesn't get delayed anymore and that in this time they're able to, you know, polish it up a little bit. Um, but even so, like when it releases, realizing that, you know, it's an MMO, so you know, MMOs are never finished products. They're always building and developing and, you know, releasing and expanding. So like, you know, I mean, I'm sure I never played vanilla. Wow. Um, you know, from the beginning, but from when I started playing it to where it is now, it is, you know, it's changed a lot, you know, some for the better, some for the worse. And so I know when new world releases, uh, whatever it releases as, you know, it's going to go through the typical MMO development. There will be changes, you know, hopefully most for the better. Um, and I don't know, I'm just really excited to play. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, if it's 40 bucks and there's some sort of benefit, especially with a Prime account, I'll definitely play it. Um, the non-subscription thing's really appealing. And... I mean, MMOs have been tried by a lot of people. So if anyone has like the resources, money <laughs> to make one good, because yeah. apparently it takes a lot to, you know, a lot of development to make these things good because everyone's struggling to get that part right, which is the most important part. You think Amazon can pull it off. Yeah. And I their mean, studio they... looks cool. I don't know if it's a stage <laughs> and it's a set piece, but their studio has got the right vibe to it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it does look very cool, but yeah, definitely. Um, if if I had to place, you know, <clears throat> my life in any developer's hands, developing an MMO, whether or not you know they 
have the resources to accomplish their goal and vision. It would definitely be Amazon. So they print their own money, basically. <laughs> money funding printer go burr. Yeah, f- funding should not ever be the issue for this game. But uh, yeah, I mean, do you have anything else to say? I think I've um, I'm pretty much you know got everything out that I needed to get out. Yeah, no, that's new world. That's new world. It's, and it's got it's got the right feel to it. It's promising. And I hope to play it someday. I don't want them to rush it though. I don't want them to think that I don't want them to get down on themselves because people are pissed that it's been delayed two years or whatever. Um and they're having issues. I'd rather them just do it wait another two years and pump out something good. Yeah, but let's not go all star citizen. Well, that's that's the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That hey. game might just be a, a fire festival situation too. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the video game fire festival. Yeah, straight up. Uh, if you have no idea what that is, please Google it. Fire festival and Star Citizen. Netflix. Um, <laughs> they should do a Star Citizen uh, documentary for sure. When it when it implodes and like it turns out that dude was just, he's just been collecting those two hundred fifty dollar you know ships. People yeah. buy, you know, get this, get this ship that we mocked up, you know, 250 bucks. You get it when you start, but we're never going to start jokes right. on you. Yeah. Yep. But Hey, you know, first episode of that's playing in the books. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was so. a decent one. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do, well, if, they, if we ever get to play, um, Ashes of Creation next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When I'm like 50, when that game finally comes out, um, those people yeah. download our 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 person into the game at that point, and we just <laughs> leave reality. Oh, that that Black Mirror episode. Oh man, what is the name? The one? Uh, do you watch Black Mirror? I've seen you know hit and miss ones. Did you see the the Star Trek um, kind no. of one? Oh, no. well, basically, this what guy episode is, is it? Able, uh, it's in the one of the newer seasons, but I can't recall the name. Uh, but basically, the guy is able to download his consciousness into this game that is pretty much Star Trek. And then Black Mirror things happen. But uh, yeah, that's what I made what made me think of. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you liked this What's Playing episode and you want to hear us talk about other video game type stuff, just. You know, leave us a comment on our Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram at YouTube podcast. You know, check out this episode on YouTube. But I guess that would be hard if you're listening to it on something else already and you made it this far. Ah, what the heck? Go watch it on YouTube too. Leave a comment. Share. Like if you like it. And get um, ready for those Facebook page invite spam. It's just yes. going to come. It can't, it won't stop. Nope. All right. We're out. Peace. Bye, Craig. (laughs) Yeah, bye, Craig.